The Drum Candy Podcast is brought to you by Drum Factory Direct. What's up, everyone? We are at Season 4, Episode 1 of the Drum Candy Podcast. We are back from a little break. This is your host, Mike Dawson, coming to you from Drum Factor Direct in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. I appreciate you all being patient with us as we took a couple weeks off to get um, reorganized and regroup and had to get through some other work things that we had to get done. But we're back, we're ready to kick it, and we're going to be doing the first episode of this season will be 10 Reasons to Love Dennis Chambers. Dennis Chambers probably needs no introduction to any of you, but if you're not familiar with Dennis Chambers, you're going to have a lot of really insanely inspiring drumming and music to check out after this episode. Um, Dennis, child prodigy, famously joined uh, George Clinton and P-Funk when he was a teenager. Then he shifted over into like jazz fusion. He kind of changed the game with John Schofield's band. Um, gosh, he's done pretty much everything. Steely Dan, many years with Santana, um, various other jazz and fusion groups, John McLaughlin. Um, yeah, so it's it's deep. Um, and for me, seeing Dennis play is just as important. So make sure you YouTube Dennis. Check out all the Buddy Rich Memorial Scholarship um, concert stuff he did. Check out his instructional videos. He's done a bunch, but Serious Moves and In the Pocket are kind of game changers for me and the rest of the guys. Um, yeah, so we have David Throckmorton back here. We have Tom Went back here. And we also have James Johnson III back in the studio. So let's get into 10 Reasons to Love Dennis Chambers. All right, now we're at 10 Reasons to Love Dennis Chambers. We have James back in the studio here. So welcome back. Um, <laughs> Dennis Chambers, for me personally, is a very important person because he's from Baltimore and I grew up outside of Baltimore. He was the first, like, internationally famous drummer I got to see, like, in the flesh, you know. Like, really? Like, in a room. He did master classes. He played in my hometown, like, every summer. I saw him. He was playing with Paul Ballenbach, the guitarist. Mm -hmm. He broke his ride cymbal stand. Amazing. Just the intensity of his right hand. It just broke and, like, sheared. <laughs> oh my gosh, well, that's incredible! Uh, yeah. That's incredible. So then I was like 15. It was like, and I was listening to Red Hot Chili Peppers and all that. I was like, whatever he's doing, I need to figure that out. Oh, wow. I had the whole. It, so anyway, Dennis for me is a very important. Like he kind of he set the bar really really high for where, you know, what you can do on the instrument. Um, interestingly, my picks none of them are off of records. Because I don't listen to the music that he played on. I watched the videos. Mm -hmm. I got Serious Moves. Oh, wow. That was the first drum video I ever got. Watched it every day. Probably from age 14 to 18. Literally. Wow. That's amazing. Every day. And there's just so much in that that kind of formed, combined with Will Calhoun and Chad Smith, just how I approach the instrument. Oh, wow. Um, so anyway, you guys picked some, some records I've never heard of, some that I have. So this is going to be interesting. Where should we begin? Um, well, I'll say, let's do the first thing. Maybe let's do this one first. Um, so I'll say, um, I grew up in Washington, PA. There was a guitar player friend of mine, this guy named John Horn. If you've never played with him, mm. he moved to Ohio and, um, he studied with Tony Janflin Sr. So he had all these good guitar records. So he was always turning me on to records led by guitarists. So that's where I heard Matheny, that's where I heard McLaughlin's, where I heard. Schofield, Stern, all these guys that John Abercrombie, and um, 
he would lend me like a cassette or I'd give him a cassette. So I, I took this cassette um, of Blue Matter home. And I was like, whoa, this guy's amazing. You know, this drummer's amazing. Who's this? So then it led me to, to check out the Schofield records of like the late 80s. Would this have been when they were new or afterwards? This was probably just a pinch after they... It was kind of current, kind of okay. like around the time they came out. Because um, okay. that's like, Weckl was in the electric band then, but Dennis was... That's where I first heard Dennis with the Schofield group. And um, I got really into them right from those from those two records, from Blue Matter and Loud Jazz, the two studio records of that band. So I think this might be off of... It's either off of Blue Matter or Loud Jazz, but okay. Before um, we get into that, Dance Me what Home. is your connection with Dennis? Oh, well, oh, probably uh, when I was probably nine or eight, uh, Greg Humphreys brought Dennis Chambers to Afro American Music Institute to do a clinic, mm. and in Homewood, Pittsburgh. Um, so that was my first introduction to Dennis. Just seeing him live, doing. Was it just solo? So he did his it whole was solo. Well, no, it wasn't solo. Click. He was doing a. Cl he was doing a clinic. You know, what do you mean, solo drums? Or? Yeah, it was yeah, it was solo drums at one point, but also uh, Dwayne played that day. I remember <laughs> Dwayne Dolphin playing bass on a song, and I had someone else play. I can't remember, but he had the band too. Yeah, so, nice. Yeah, that's my first. I've probably seen Dennis take a hundred solos. Yeah. <laughs> um, they're always the same, but every time I'm like, that's amazing. He has his, his triplet thing that he does. The feet, every, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. The out-of-time rolls. I mean, it's every time. It's just like, there it is, and I still absolutely love it. Yeah. You guys ever think when you're soloing, like, damn, I'm, I'm playing my own stuff over and over again? Does that ever cross yeah, your mind? Yeah, of course. Oh, my gosh, yeah. And then what do you do? Do you embrace it, or do you be like, next time? I've made a career out of playing <laughs> the same stuff over and over. <laughs> no, I kidding. think it's you can't yeah. avoid it. Really. I think yeah. everybody at some deals with that at some level yeah. yeah i think when these guys become these like iconic kind of drum heroes you know the guys like the gaz and the weckles and the finnies dennis <clears throat> you kind of know them for their thing and then they come through your town and we, we want to see that thing mm -hmm. like, do your thing you know yeah. i think they fall into that i think it happens to a lot it has of musicians. To everyone yeah you know especially if you if you become well known but especially if you become <clears throat> known well well known for a certain thing mm -hmm. Well, then you get hired for that. Of people course. hire you to, to bring that thing you do to yeah. the table. And people yeah. do expect it, I guess. So, Yeah. All right. Well, let's check out. This is Dance Me Home, John Schofield Band. Uh, let me open it up here and we'll see what record it is. I think it was Pick Hits. but Well, they, it, this is from one of the studio records. Oh, is it? Mm -hmm. It's from, yeah, I thought it was Loud Jazz, yeah. So this is the beginning. Let me take it back. Dance Me Home, John Schofield, Dennis Chambers. So, you know, a lot of people know him from the 
the, the, the Bonham kind of bass mm-hmm. drum thing he does um, that, you know, other people did as well. To me, it's like, aside from that, that thing, just the the urgency of the feel of Dennis on this, playing yeah. quarter, that strong quarter note, mm-hmm. it has that hump to it. Yeah. And there's such a sh- strength to it without bashing ever that yeah. always knocked me out with him. I remember hanging with my friend Paul Wells 10 years ago, so we were driving from New York back to Allentown, and he was asking me about some Dennis things, like, like you know, what, what do you like about so much about this or that? And I remember playing this, and, I, and just like... I was like, try to make that feel like that. Mm-hmm. It, it's like, yep. It's like pushing, but it's so it's in the pocket, in the yeah. pocket, yeah. you know. Uh. And he's got a really unique feel that, yeah, to me that is all his own. Mm-hmm. It's know? very, it's funk. Yeah, I mean, as a as a very much so, kid yeah. who grew up listening to Chili Peppers and all their influence, P Funk and the Meters disconnected obviously because he was in P-Funk but mm-hmm. when I heard this it was like this isn't the Dave Weckl band this is a totally different like and this intensity. is way earlier than that too yeah is but I was hearing them both in like 91 okay. something like that yeah um yeah. it just makes it feel good yeah it's just so and it's so simple yeah and it's, it's so strong and it's but it just makes it feel I mean cause you know like you can get Several people to play that same groove, but Dennis, just the way he plays it, it's just yeah, you know. it's so articulate and like punchy in a way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, the time is always so strong. Whether he plays loose or he plays just a, uh, yeah. on the grid, it's you know there's this strength to it. It's, this that it knocked me out, especially as a young drummer. Yeah. You know, yeah, we'll come back to it with my one of my picks, but that rhythm section shaped my whole conception him and gary Granger. did you get to see gary, gary a lot i got to play wedding gigs with gary Granger. oh nice <laughs> wow <laughs> and he i was uh, again you're talking about i shouldn't have been on the gig we would play something sort of medium up swing and he would <laughs> he would just start walking on the off beats yeah and i just was like all right dude you you've schooled me and at the end of the night it'd be like all right thanks see ya <laughs> i don't look i don't expect your call <laughs> He would do it every time. We would just, because, you know, he was just, and we played a wedding gig, you know, like yeah. a wallpaper gig with Gary Granger. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> and I was like 15, 16. You know, Lou, our, our buddy Lou Ross tells a great story about Dennis. Oh, um, really? That I'll just tell. He he went to see Schofield's band in Pittsburgh. It might have been graffiti. I'm not sure. And he went ex- expecting to see Omar. Because Omar played on this record, Still Warm, which was before these records. And when he got there, it was Dennis. And he was like, you know, Omar's killing, obviously. And mm-hmm. he's like, I'm going to see Omar. King, this guy walks out. He's like, who is this? He said, Dennis just like, just hits the stage, like, just so powerful. And Lou said it was just like, wow. oh, my God. Like, this, I never heard that. It's like, who is this guy? Yeah. And it just led everyone, led him down the same rabbit hole. I got hip to Dennis through Greg, like Greg Humphreys. Mm-hmm. Um I remember meeting him when I was about 15. I remember Greg was like, you know, you check out Dennis Chambers. And I, and, 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 and I, I had heard his name. I knew he was a drummer, but I hadn't really, you know, really checked him out. And uh, yeah. that's, that's, yeah. that's kind of how I came to know, know him. Mm. Greg loved He Dennis loved Chambers. Dennis yeah, Chambers. Yeah. yeah. Totally. Hard yeah. not to. I'm going to, I'm going to. They're similar in age, you know, they're like t- yeah. coming from the same they're place. They're contemporaries. Yeah, absolutely. I want to go to that, um, there's a spot in the Serious Moves video where Dennis and Gary just jam and improvise. Um, Gary Granger is the bass player, for those of you who don't know. 
Um, and this, again, I watched this video every day for four years, and it was like <laughs> my dream will be at some point to have a hookup with another musician like that. Um, you guys remember that section I'm talking about? Yeah, there's a, they play a lot together, just duo and that. He goes, like, Gary, play something around this. Oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> I, yeah, just, I can sing it to you right now. <laughs> if you can't find the video, I'll just sing it. So this is 41 minutes into um, Dennis Chambers' series mood. All right, Gary, play something around this. <laughs> year did that come out again uh it had to been like 90 yeah okay yeah i've you know? seen bits and pieces i've never seen the These whole came thing out after through. like a little bit after the weckle videos yeah and the Erska yeah. videos were before that okay. Gab was before that and then the omar came out i think right after these yeah because i had all those i was like wondering yeah. how to play yeah you know? yeah yeah anyway that video so it's weird that i chose serious moves instead of in the pocket first like that was the video i bought like sure serious moves was in the pocket first or after they came um, out as a, as a they, unit. They oh, did they? Out, okay, okay. They might have released them. They might have staggered the releases. Yeah, they maybe. did that a lot back then. I think. But they kind of did them at the same time. In the pocket time. came out first, though. Mm -hmm. I just saw an it ad. Did, okay. I saw the ad in the magazine. Like, oh, all right, that's Dennis. I'll order that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And they were expensive back then. <laughs> yeah. I remember the first time I really saw Dennis play was on the Buddy Rich oh, yeah. Memorial hey, Scholarship burns. video. Yeah. And I mean, he plays great on that. I mean, he really, like, <laughs> he plays the heck out of the arrangements, you know, even yeah. though stylistically it's a little, you know, but mm -hmm. it's, I mean, he plays incredible on that, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he was out for blood in that era. I I, <laughs> I remember watching him play, thinking like, I don't think I will ever have the physical strength. <laughs> I think we all feel that way with yeah. him. Because just watching him move around in every, I mean, the motions were so precise and it was so strong and so confident. <laughs> yeah. It was just kind of like he's chewing yeah. gum. Man. He's like, yes, yeah, yeah. yes, <laughs> yeah. He's like turning around looking at the band, like you know. Yeah, he makes. Yeah, <laughs> he makes some great. His swagger yeah. with that stuff. He, he had that a big real, tuxedo on, and he's but, just yeah. I mean, every time you see him play with the hat and the gum, yeah, and just like yeah. just acting like it's all so easy. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. pretty amazing, actually. It, it's it's incredible. <laughs> yeah, I think it was. I don't. It might have been in a modern drummer where someone asked him what he. Thought about Carter Beaufort, or um, you, have you been listening to Carter Beaufort or something like that? And classic Dennis, he came back and he was like, ah, "I think Carter was listening to me." <laughs> wow, wow, that's amazing. That's the truth. Yeah. It's totally true. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, all right, James, where do you want to go? What's the first one on mine? Uh, Juju at the crossroads. Yeah, yeah, I feel like that That's last. Like, you're the one you just played. I like this one because it kind of explains the same thing with this next song. What's this from again? Uh, this is from uh, John McLaughlin. John McLaughlin. I don't know this at all. Oh, the, uh, the organ group. An organ group. Oh, that one. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. You know, Dennis plays so so well in between the beat. You know, as we all know, and uh, and just you can how, how you can still feel the the uh, quarter note, and it's just so clear how he plays. This you'll you'll hear. It. Just check it out. <laughs> so this is the album Tokyo yeah. Live, the Free Spirits featuring John McLaughlin. Tokyo Live. This was the one album of his that I listened to a lot. I mean, it, it can also be the arrangement and like how like um, Joey's playing the organ, but it's you never you never feel like you're not lost. You never feel lost. He makes the way he you know the way it he plays it. You know? good. It I feels think, good. I think a lot of guys good, yeah. would have tried to play that and yeah. it would have just been like yeah. yeah, you know. But it just feels great. That's how I feel about all those the fusion guys I love. Yeah, absolutely. It's yeah. Like it's there's, it's grounded. Yeah, and, and again. They're playing with other great players Absolutely. who don't panic when they play that way. Right, 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 so they're right, right, they're right. settled, and it makes yeah. Dennis have that that seamless. He's not afraid to play play I'm how he plays, mixing it up. I mean, he's you on, know that you know mm-hmm. <laughs> you know like um, I feel like Weckle, Dennis, and others. You know, guys, especially guys that came after that, that were influenced by those guys. They took that kind of stuff that Garibaldi started to do, like with kind of this linear drumming between the hi-hat, bass, drum, and snare drum. Sometimes the right cymbal. And just playing over the bar line, playing mm. accents. On I was going to bring his name up to ask you guys about that because that I hear a connection. There's for a sure. connection for sure. I think yeah. he's he's on because the they're clean like that. that. Totally. You know, Gary Body was very clean. Very clean. Or someone yeah. like a Mike Clark or something was more slippery. Yeah, yeah. But playing, you know, in playing great. Same era. Yeah, you know, same style or playing funky. Yeah, jazz. similar. Yeah. But Dennis and like like some of that stuff between the hi hat, the snare drum, the the ride cymbal, the bass drum, like the the key components of the instrument, the way they can weave in and out and have that yeah. that linear kind of pulse happening and mask like the ob- where you know, they're not giving it to you, but like you it's said, there. You can it's feel there. It. Yeah. And it's so smooth, like I said, I th- I think other drummers trying to do that, it would just be a mess. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Could yeah. you keep up with that when you first got this record? Or did it take a while? No, that that one felt 
Like right away, you're right like, away. I know what's happening. I remember and not just because I, what the hell drummers. I feel like even someone who could, who was just listening, you can still do this. Uh-huh. Who's not a musician, or you know, you can still feel the pulse. Yeah, but you I know. think, yeah, like your background in music goes back so far. You're so yeah. musical. Yeah, I think a lot of people can't feel that stuff. Maybe yeah. that's true. Too. And I'm not yeah. trying to. No, down, man, that's like talk yeah. down anybody. You come from a deep you, place yeah, musically, you a deep, man. Yeah, you know your so, your family and everything. Mm-hmm. That's, and I didn't so hearing that. all that music, I think is is what yeah. helps mm-hmm. that. Yeah, for sure. You know, and I think a lot of people hear that kind of drumming with any fusion or busy drumming, gospel trap drumming, whatever it is, they want to play like that before they can play. Of course. Like they want to run before yeah, they walk. Yeah, totally. And it's clear from that first track yeah. I played, like Dennis can lay it down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. And so can all these guys we've talked about, and from the straight ahead drummers to the... Well, they couldn't do the other stuff well if they couldn't do that. Completely. So, yeah. Yeah, he wouldn't have been in P-Funk if he couldn't play the one. You got that right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right, Dave, what's your second one here? You want to do Mike Stern? Yeah, let's or? do that Mike Stern one. Um, I think what made me pick this one uh, was that <clears throat> some of this stuff, like I was just starting to mention, like some of the stuff between the, the ride cymbal and the hi-hat and the snare drum, that to me was like a, when I first heard that, I was like, whoa, the only other person I really hear doing that at all was, was, was Weckl. And Dennis kind of had even like a more... Um, dense his, his take on of it, it yeah. his own take on it, like kind of more notes and really swift and really still feeling amazing. So, this is the track DC, which I think is for Dennis Chambers. Like, DC is, I think, is named after him, probably. Makes sense. Oh, wow. And the album is Odds or Evens. I don't know this one. Okay. <laughs> second of that in there but that kind of it's beautiful that yeah. broken up thing the 12 inch rec- rec- what are special they recording special hi-hats. recording hats yeah man. i saw those again, out it's and like, i got them they didn't sound good there's that there's that <laughs> yeah. simple oh my gosh quarter note Laying driving thing yeah. again man like where he opens the hi-hat up and then the putting the spice in where it needs to yeah. be yeah it yeah. feels great anthony jackson oh man it's like man those guys i've never heard that that's i never heard that one either what 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 year again 91 it says okay yeah this was like yeah it's probably around then yeah 
That the snare drum sounds interesting. Yeah, what they did to it. Like I'm not wild about the sound. Yeah, I mean, I mean the playing is amazing. That's that era. You yeah, know? yeah. Some yeah. of the, you get a Weckle or Vinny. No, it's cool. It's all good. Will or Dennis, you're gonna hear that. Kinda. It's just observation. That yeah. is, might be the same reverb as on uh, on Sting Ten Sumner's Tales. The snare. Listen to it. Yeah, sure. That's Very similar from the same time period. Yeah. So yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that trigger. Yeah. Big reverb. big drums. Lots yeah. of reverb. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He sounds great, though. Well, I'm going to go back to Serious Moves. This time it's him jamming with the drum machine. Again, <laughs> I mentioned it in Will Kennedy's episode. This changed everything for me. Because I, I, I was listening to hip-hop and music that had drum machines, and I wanted to play it. And then I saw this. I was like, oh, you can really play <laughs> with the drum machine. So this is half hour in. He goes on and on, but we'll just get check out a chunk of it. Just how free he is over a drum machine kind of knocked me out. Here it is. funny man because like I, I i come from something totally different from that like the way he plays drums it's it's awesome it's amazing but like i just don't you know what i mean yeah, i just come yeah. from like the other <laughs> side of town <laughs> you know what i mean yeah. it's incredible though i mean the feel yeah. and in the, the the command of what he's doing yeah i think if there's one thing i i i get or got from him is that like to, when you play, like you gotta command what you play. Yeah. Like you can't be like, I think this is what I. No, yeah. you gotta be. This is what I'm playing. Mm. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. amazing. That's, that's what I was telling you, student. I'm like, there's no guesswork. Yeah. You gotta yeah. mean what every, you play. Yeah. You mean it every single note. Absolutely. You know? How do you get to that point though with a young student? They just have to practice. A lot of practice. trial and error and experience. Listening to the records. That practice. too. You got get that a good ready. teacher. Oh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> be humble. Be humble. <laughs> it's not rocket science, right? You practice. <laughs> yeah. All right, James, what's your second one here you want to go to? We got Outbreak or Groovus Interruptus? Um, Outbreak's cool. Same oh. record. All right. Forks Drum Closet, Nashville's full line drum store. Celebrating its 40th year in business, Forks is independently owned and operated in the heart of Music City. Specializing in drums and percussion, Forks offers great discounts on all major brands and will beat any retailer's advertised price. From new and used equipment, vintage drums, and marching and orchestral instruments, Forks has something for every drummer. They also offer professional rental, repair, and restoration services, as well as drum lessons. Stop by their storefront at 308 Chestnut Street in Nashville, Tennessee, or call 615-383-8343, or go online at ForksDrumCloset.com. 
Open it up here. So this is. This is John McLaughlin again. No, this is from. Uh, I mean, I mean the the next two of his. From oh, his gotcha, album. gotcha, gotcha. They're from a Dennis oh. solo album. Oh, I don't. I've, I don't think I've ever heard. I mean, this is the solo. If this is a Dennis solo, maybe this is a, a solo I picked. All right, it is four minutes in, so it's quite possible. We are starting four minutes and 16 seconds into the tune Outbreak off of... Outbreak. The album Outbreak by Dennis Chambers. his soloing can be really like on the grid and sometimes it can be that stuff where it's oh. just like this this on and off this yeah. you know mm -hmm. sounds like somebody throwing a pile of books down the stairs <laughs> like yeah. in a good way yeah you know? of course and that is a rip right you know like yeah. some people think elvin or someone sure can yeah. play like that like that rolling yeah. yes. kind of loose yeah. in and out yep. and no matter what then it's playing like you always feel that connection to time even when it's kind of yes Really song. stretching and yeah. falling apart. Kind he of doesn't sounding. miss a hit, even yeah. when he's all over the place. He doesn't miss. That's a that hit. confidence and that that command of what he's doing. I think. Yeah. You know. I mean, there's no. He means it. <laughs> and I think I was always more drawn to the other side of him. Like I like I love that, but like I kind of love the groove. connection to time. Yeah. You know. Yeah. yeah. yeah too. More than like like mm -hmm. when he just kind of starts playing really loose. You yeah. Know? yeah. Is do you think there's? I mean, I would say Dennis is probably the most influential on the under 40 you know like 30 to 40 year old drummers right now i'm thinking ronald bruner's scene like that solo could have been a ronald bruner solo. well ronald's coming out of that yeah like and, all, and, all and he's guys. the other guy i think that's when i think of him not that i check him out like i did dennis because you know i was listening to dennis when i was young but another guy that's just freakishly fast where you would think who could ever play that fast mm -hmm. who can play that strong and fast yeah. nobody yeah you know they're kind of freakish yeah. in that way yeah mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um but i think that time period like of the fusion guys that i grew up listening to like you get past gad you have weckle and Vinny and dennis were kind of like the big guys you know will was a little more under the radar mm. but i mean those guys were so emulated like so copied you know they were kind of the drum heroes of that yeah of that sure. era mm -hmm. you know mm. and dennis maybe coming from more of a funk thing it, it, you know he's probably more copied in that arena mm -hmm. you know yeah. and I think a lot of gospel trap stuff comes out of Dennis yeah although I don't think of Dennis like that I think of him as a total different kind of drummer no yeah like you know he, A when Dennis plays busy people are hiring him to play busy yeah. and hiring him to, to play fusion music Dennis is never gonna play like you know I've seen Dennis play all these gigs with singers I'm Michelle and Cello, just laying it down mm, yeah. never overplaying never yeah, yeah. You know, so he knows. He knows the music at all, or the P functions yeah. like you brought up, Mike. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, there's no. I mean, there's times when he goes ballistic in that, but it's one one moment in an hour long groove, basically. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. Do you ever solo like that? Just go. I mean, go wild, go ham like that. Man, you never play like that. Not really. You don't play like that. Really. But not, James does play. Yeah. You can't there's that. You have an influence. You can have that yeah. loose. Absolutely. Kind of rolling around. Thing. That's so true. What, is that what you got out of that? Is kind of the looseness of it. Yeah, the looseness of it. How he just. I mean, he, obviously, he plays like. There's a lot of songs you can find him playing like that over the time. This is just what. This was just one of my favorite ones as mm -hmm. far as like how I demonstrated that. What year did that come out? Roughly. This is a little later, like late. Nine. That's about to say that it'll, it since 2002. Yeah. Wow, wow, that's later than that. Yeah, thought. he had two know. records on this. What, what, I forget what, label, what the label was. He had a net second record. Tone Center. I wish I no, would. I don't think it was on Tone Center. That's what it says. Um, but I, mean, I could be wrong. I mean, even Dennis, even the even the slow stuff. Like me growing up listening to Dennis, I it was not really about. I I listened to him. I mean, he's a good musician. Like just so how he plays mm -hmm. anything. It was a ballad, like slow stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then he had like obviously the power but like just him to play like things that aren't so like intense you know yeah. it was beautiful yeah 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 because a lot of those records that i heard him early on like the sco records every tune wasn't a drum hero tune right like, you might get two of those where you're like whoa the drumming right. is amazing right. the rest is Otherwise, just like ballads it's grooving ballads yeah. it's all those records like the bob berg and mike, mike stern all those yeah. records a lot of times it was erskine or dennis they yeah. play differently, but they both play really beautiful. Yeah, you know, yep. and like the, James just said, it wasn't always right. like pyrotechnics. Yeah, yeah. Mm. you know, yeah, yeah. He's on that Steely Dan Live in America mm -hmm. tour mm -hmm. record, which is great. That was what got me into Steely Dan was that record. Oh, interesting. Um, Throck, we're at Steve Kahn. Want to go there? Yeah, sure. <coughs> Excuse me. I don't know this one either. So this, um, I've talked about. A couple of times with you, Mike, um, my love for that band, Eyewitness. Mm -hmm. um, Steve Carr had a band with Anthony Jackson, Manolo Badrena, and Steve Jordan originally. Then they later made a record with Weckl on drums. And then Steve had made a couple of trio records with Al Foster and Ron Carter. And on the second of those, Dennis played on a couple of tunes. Like it was like half Straight Ahead Jazz and half Eyewitness records. But it was now it was Dennis playing the the steve jordan you know the taking over the drum chair mm. um so who's who's playing bass on this this is anthony jackson okay this is a live recording of minus the percussionist they, ah. they went to europe i think this might be from sweden um Cone, it looks like stockholm yeah and, and uh and they um released i had this as a bootleg first and oh, they wow. ended up getting released oh, it's cool. two discs of like just dennis going just playing as much drums as you could ever oh, want to wow. hear. And Anthony playing big open solos and intros. Wow, cool. This is a tune that I've heard them play with, with Steve Jordan, um, as well as a bootleg with Weckl. So it, this is um, Dennis's version of them playing this tune called Guy Lafleur, named after this hockey player. Oh, uh, okay. Mm -hmm. So this says 1994.
what is going on in that bass line? And that bass line <laughs> is amazing. Well, it's like <clears throat> the song has a real distinct bass line, which hasn't happened yet. Yeah, yeah, it comes in later. Yeah. This album is just this double live album. It's I think what I liked about it, it was like a gig. Like yeah. there's these really elaborate long intros where they just really experiment. Wow. And to hear a band you're familiar with with other another drummer that That's you love cool. and to hear Dennis in it. So that was just like them just kind of setting up eventually they'll get to the, the song. So it's it's kind of drummy. He sounds great though, man. Yeah. Um you know the cowbell stuff coming out of like Gad, Gad. those yeah. guys. So it's it's really quite interesting. Um 94. also on that record too, like they're playing some of that material that they played with with Ron and Al. So they they'll play mm. Lee Morgan tunes and wow. like tunes by Blue Note artists and they'll play some of these Steve Kahn original wow. kind of more fusion. I got to check that out. That's really interesting. I'm, I'm not familiar with that It's cool, with man. Stuff. It's a, I, I wish Manolo was on it so it was the full band. The full band, yeah. But um, that was probably just a cost-saving effort to go to playing fusion. So, so this was... was, the, was this two disc is it like various gigs or is it just I think it's just one gig oh wow yeah it's just so you get to kind of hear the whole thing yeah the album's called The Suitcase okay. and, oh um, that's the name of it which is a, a name of an eyewitness song from when Steve Jordan was in the band you mm. know? okay okay um, and this is that like you can get that now it's probably you could probably find it used on Amazon I think um, interesting it got reissued well after it came out oh it did okay you know? interesting yeah mm. But I always love that band. It's just such a strange yeah, band yeah, yeah. With, with Steve Kahn and, great, and Anthony. That's Excuse killing. Me. Yeah, man. And that, that vocabulary is just so familiar when he starts playing that like inner beat stuff. Yeah. yeah. That's, if I play a funky groove, it's going to be coming from that. See, I ain't got an eye. <laughs> it's awesome. And it's, it's like, you it's know, cool. like any of the guys yeah. we talked about, like you hear 10 seconds of that, you know exactly who Yeah, 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 no question. Yeah. 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 That hi-hat sound you talked about. Yeah, Mike. yeah. You know the 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 point he has on the the way he hits the drums, very very unique to him. Mm. You I know, I, I think a lot of that's coming from Cobham as he talks about, mm. yeah. which oh, wow. I never like. It's funny, like that was one of Greg's big influences. You know, it's Jimmy yeah. Cobham. I was thinking about this. Cobham. Sorry. Yeah, so and he's the right age for that. And Dennis totally. Is too. Yep. So, so like I think for like James and I coming up, our age. I'm a little bit older than James, but we came up here and Michael, Vinny, Dennis, yeah. Will, yeah, yeah, these yeah. guys. Yeah. Those guys came up here in Cobham, Cobham, Sony, Lenny White, Mike Clark, on and on. Yeah. Nerado, Michael Walden, Jack. you know. Yeah. So, I think the you know, Billy's probably like like Dennis is our guy. Yeah, that was no, Billy for him. You that's know? cool. Yeah, interesting. So I get my. Billy through through the Dennis. guys I hear, yeah, Vinny and Dennis. That's similar for me in some respects. Yeah, you know, the guys I listen to. I mean, I listen to all the all the great straight ahead guys, but I got a lot of that through some of the guys that are around today. Mm-hmm. Now, when you do that, do you um, do you really investigate the guys before that, or, you, or is it more like I found the through line? I can appreciate it. Like, like I have a hard time emotionally connecting with like when you go back three, four generations. Like I don't, I don't find a connection. As it's much. all music to me. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Sometimes I make, I make those connections in different ways. Uh, I might hear a, an older recording and say, "Oh, I, okay, now I see where so and so today." And then other times it's the other way around. Mm. It, you, I don't know. I make the connections in different ways. I don't know how yeah. if it's like that for you guys. You know, yeah, I, I, yeah. I, making historical I that connections that, like I mean, that. That it's all music. Yeah, it really rings true with but, me. But but just know? what you said, like you were like, I get my my Billy Cobham through yeah. people like yeah. Dennis. Because for me, which like, is I, interesting. I think, well, well, now what Mike said, like when I hear some of the '70s music, it just feels like it's from an era that I'm not. I didn't really 
wasn't around for that. So yeah. I don't relate to it as well. Now, now for I some reason, you. the 60s stuff, because I went back and, and got really into Elvin and Tony, yeah. right. you know, Jack, all those guys, uh, you know, Billy Higgins. Like, I've, I almost have more of a fondness for that yes. era than the 70s for some reason. Cause, cause no, I, I hear that. Fusion drumming, I, I came up hearing all the fusion drumming of the 80s but see, and now the early see, 90s. See, this is when it gets really interesting for people like us because... I think the reason that I didn't latch on to guys like Vinny, Dave, and Dennis as, you know, the way you guys did was because by the time I heard them, the music yeah. of another era had already, that had already gotten me. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so, like, I listened, because I, I, I checked these guys out when I was younger, and I'm blown away by their abilities to play. I'm thinking, like, these guys are incredible. But just musically, I was already... And, it's, and that music is so far from what you were into. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's interesting because I have every bit, I have as much respect and admiration as I could possibly have for these guys. Yeah. Because yeah. they're amazing. Well, but I, I think I have this um, appreciation for like the fusion drumming in a way of that era. It, it didn't sound that far removed from what I heard on MTV, even though it's nothing I like, but I know similar what you mean. drum sounds. I know what you mean, absolutely. More contemporary records, you know, like yep. 22-inch bass drum with a pillow in it, yep. and yep. there, yep. that's kind of dead, <laughs> or have, or like you said, drench and reverb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where you didn't hear that on those older recordings. Right. And, and I think it was familiar enough that, so when I heard uh, the John Schofield records at first, when I heard the electric band, I was like, oh, this doesn't sound that different. It's not than, that different. And hearing Stuart Copeland or hearing Omar Hakim on a David Bowie record or... Yeah. Or you two, or whoever else was on MTV. Mm. Well, see, here's the funny thing: is I grew up watching MTV too. Yeah. And like, but it, for some reason, when I got into jazz, it was just like a magnet. I was just like, like yeah. I just, you know what I mean? <clears throat> it's interesting. What was the record that hooked you? Was there one? There wasn't that? one. I mean, I got into my dad's little record collection, which wasn't that big, but he had a lot of important recordings. So it was sort of a, a bunch of them around the same time. Mm-hmm. There wasn't really one. Mm. I remember watching the Art Blakey documentary. My mom taped it for me off PBS, and that was a huge thing because that was like inside. Mo- like I, I watched yeah, it every yeah. day. I, I can, I know that. every. I can recite that entire thing. Yeah. <laughs> Is that the one where he gives Kenny Garrett some some grief at the end? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, a good one. <laughs> for most of it, he's in Europe. For most right. of it, it's in Europe. So anyway, sorry to go on about that. No, that's it's great. It's I, interesting I, how it all how how you come up and what you like and how things hit you and yep. what sticks with you and what doesn't. It's really mm-hmm. interesting. So, and an also similar topic, I do not go back to Dennis Chambers' stuff at all anymore. It was like an era that oh, just yeah. totally shaped me and then I went off in every other that, See, that's that's super interesting. And it just, I never go back to it. Like, wow. I haven't watched Serious Moves since high school. Wow. Yeah, I, I've watched them recently because we've been talking about doing these. Yeah. So, so I had this kind of Will freak out and a little bit of a Dennis freak out like going back to these. So I've been watching, I did watch both instructional videos recently. I watched the Erskine stuff on YouTube. It's nice to go back to it. And, yeah. you, and like I said, you hear it with kind of new ears mm-hmm. and there's the, and the nostalgia thing is so strong. Yeah. It's just like, man. Now I did have everything as timekeeping. I did have that. That's how I learned straight ahead jazz. Well, see, that's, I think I connected to that because it's much more jazz oriented yeah. than someone yeah. like Dennis. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, you know, we're getting off on a, Tangent now, but I just got my DVD of the timekeeping videos in the mail. Like Did you really? Ago. Oh, worked. wow. We've got both of <laughs> both them. Both on one. D- Yo, man, we got to watch them. Now, the, th- the funny thing is, I, great and what led me to want to order it was watching, you ever see those, James? The I Erskine so. instructional videos? They're good. Uh, maybe yeah, a little you, bit you, of them. You maybe, should see them now because it's like, it, okay. it, it, it hits you different now than 
for me back in the day. And the I had this weird feeling. Right? What's that? It's the Abercrombie Trio. With, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. With that like yeah. greenish recording custom kit. Yeah. With the floor tom sound like Fusion and the rack tom yep. sound like straight <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> K-Ride. <laughs> like but, a regular K-Ride. And he's sitting on the floor basically. <laughs> Super low. Yeah. But I had this feeling of seeing that stuff recently, the clips on YouTube, which led me to buy the DVD. I was like, man, like there's a lot more of this in my playing than I even was aware of. Oh, I totally agree with that. Because mm, yeah. I hear it, I'm like, and I almost feel like, I, totally I sound agree. more like that you do. than all the guys I yes. grew up emulating, which is really weird. It is weird, yeah. And it's almost indirect. It's almost like the guys Erskine loved, Tony, Elvin, Jack, on and on. All that has crept in with my contemporary playing to oh, create wow. this kind of weird That's interesting. hybrid. And I think it's like, it's kind of like what Erskine was hearing. Yeah. But not all directly from Erskine, like we said about yeah. getting my Billy Cobham through Dennis. Yeah. You know? Wow. Anyway. Yeah. I want to watch those discs with you, too. Yeah, man. we should watch them. Yeah, we should get together <laughs> and just watch them. Yeah. That'd be fun. Pizza and DCI videos. Yeah. They're good. Some of those trio performances are really They nice. sound fantastic on those. Oh, he's man. got a remote hi-hat. Yeah, that little mini. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. So I good. just remember watching those and really liking the music and how he played, but thinking like, He's sitting so low. Yeah. Like his legs are like up in the air. And he sounds, it's working, but it's just he, like, wow. He's, he's, I feel like he's an under, underrated guy. We, we've, we've been talking about doing an Erskine, one of these. Man. But so many of the records we want to pick were on ECM, and it's hard, to, yeah, hard for you to play those. It's hard, YouTube, yeah, yeah. You know, they, they'll, they'll shut it down. Yeah. Yeah, Erskine looked like my dad at the time, mustache. He looks like a soccer coach, <laughs> like a sixth grade <laughs> like soccer your, coach. Your friendly man. uncle. Yeah, you're, yeah, yeah, your nice uncle Peter yeah. who comes over yeah, yeah. for Thanksgiving. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's wearing like cool socks, but like really bad shoes. If I remember correctly, yeah, weird socks, like like kind of like, like they're real colorful. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I, I mean, like, I, I just kind of said this, but I'll say about Erskine, and we'll get to him again later. I feel like he's the guy that gets overlooked from the fusion guys. They think of him as a jazz guy, but I think yeah. he was a really influential for Omar Dennis Weckl. Like he, maybe after Gab, was kind of the biggest guy for a minute. You, you know, know it's Peter Erskine. Yeah, because he was in Weather Report, and he played with everybody. He played with Steps Ahead. He played with Brecker. He played with all these guys, Jocko's groups. He was really a yeah, Jocko, kind of a pioneer. Man, you man. know what? I know, I, I know we're talking about Dennis, but I think that's one of Will's guys. Well, yeah, that might be the missing Yeah, I think he probably checked out Peter Erskine and, mm. and Gad. They're very different, know. but there's a lot of similarities, a lot of the finesse, mm -hmm. you know? Well, Peter hey, played with point. the jackets for a minute, didn't he? Yeah, yeah he did. did he really? For, 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 before it Marcus was got the really gig. quick though. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, I didn't even know that. Yeah, he was supposed to be the drummer, and, he, and it yeah. got scheduled. Didn't was work he out. playing like a cocktail kit or something with them? Something weird. If he did, he shouldn't have been. <laughs> 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 Sorry, Peter. <laughs> I heard some stories about some some things with the cocktail kit that people weren't happy about. That's interesting. He, but he's amazing, man. He's a, so yeah. I'm not misremembering, right? There was a cocktail kit in his. Well, I'm not sure if he he did situation. some stuff on a cocktail kit, but I'm not sure if he played. Jagged skates with that, you know. <laughs> that would be amazing to see. Man, you you to, know, yeah. I, I have a weird bootleg of Vinny playing a jacket skate. What? Oh yeah, I think I saw that. And no it's, way. And it's, 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 it's Vinny's a hero of mine. It just didn't gel to me because yeah. that I, makes sense. I gotta hear that because he's so. I mean, Vinny's swift. Yeah, but but it's like a heavier it's a big, touch yeah. and yeah. a bigger sound, and it just felt a little out of place. I gotta yeah. hear that. You know, I'd love to hear that too. Yeah, I have to really dig see if I still have it. That's amazing. I never knew that. Yeah, I think you should, you you sent me that. Or I, it's weird. That's how I got it. And a bunch of people played gigs, like Terry Lynn did some gigs with them. Wow. Yeah. You know, and when they were trying out, you know, that's drummers, really they, interesting. They played with a bunch of drummers. Yeah. That we that, hmm. that we could talk about. That's really that's that's 
<clears throat> well, this is yours, Mike. I got one more, Dennis. This is from the In the Pocket video. I'm not it's sure if you have the, that last uh, one I sent you. The, uh, I just have Elroy from you. Yeah, remember you talked. I'll, I'll, we'll, we'll find it while you're talking. So this was the intro to Pick Hits. I don't remember why I picked it, so here we go. That's why you picked it right there. Mm. That's why I picked it. It has yeah. all of Dennis in one minute. Yeah. You've got pocket. You've got yeah. over the top. You've got the bass drum. There's some nice up. space in there, too, man. Displacement that yeah. can really throw you. That's killing, man. man. I've never seen that video, I don't think. There's some really good performances, and I believe Schofield did a video as well. They came from the same, same music performance. Is that the one John Riley's on? No, no, no. no there was a series of DCI Sco videos where they used the same band. Clips oh, they did. As okay. The band I'm thinking about so something just else. different yeah. tunes. But they, there was that video. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. They basically recorded a whole concert and just chopped it up amongst like three. Oh, ah, wow. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that to me is Dennis in a nutshell. Everything that hmm. I love about him in one spot. Dig it. Yeah. We got one more for you, James. Hey. Grubus Interruptus. Is that the one? Uh, I can't remember <laughs> what this was. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, this. I, is this the, yeah, I almost, this is, I, I almost picked this too. Okay, you think, had it, okay. and I was like, okay, I'll leave this alone. Off of the. Um, this is also off of outbreak. outbreak. I don't know this record. I, I didn't. Yeah, I don't know this one either. So I didn't. I didn't. Oh, this, oh, this is the one. Yeah, yeah. Just a group, all like it's grooving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From the top. <laughs> does that the best because the, the group all of this it's just so simple he does that the best yeah it, it's the same thing he you know, did on that first, that first yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yep. it's that that urgency to it but yet it's while being so yeah rooted to yeah the, 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 you know man unbelievable he doesn't miss the one man ever so so powerful now if i could if i could get up on a small soapbox for just a second <laughs> please yeah, yeah. have the floor <laughs> it's so killing right and there's there there are a lot of drummers who will listen to that and totally love it for all the right reasons, but if somebody like me were to put on a more straight ahead drummer, somebody like Grady Tate, you know, or Mickey Roker, and 
listen listen to them just groove. Yeah. Yeah. Those same drummers will go, yeah, he sounds good. You know, it's all right. He's just swinging. Mm. Yeah. And it's like, whoa, 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 wait a minute. <laughs> you just spent 20 minutes talking to me about how bad this groove is, which it is. Yeah. Why is this not mm. as bad as that? It's just yeah. a different groove. You and, know what I mean? I think yeah, it's yeah. just. That's all I'm going to say. Tell you're right. That's all I'm going to say. And they haven't. They haven't. <laughs> checked out the depths of that music that's probably true you know that's probably true and i think it's you're yeah that's totally legitimate that that gets under my skin every time all these young guys just groove this groove that and then you put that on they're coming from playing two and four on a snare drum which is awesome that's a that's a great groove that's what makes the human race awesome we're all just different (laughs) go ahead supposed to be that's supposed to be the same reverend john boring yeah james (laughs) bringing us all together Sorry, I know. We we need content. Keep talking. No, man, it's good. I just had to say it, that's all. But you're right, man. (laughs) You're absolutely right. I'll uh, I'll open it up. I mean, a groove is a groove. A groove is a groove. You know? Yeah, man. And if you can really do it, that's going to serve that music, man. You know? Preaching too, Tom. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, we should do a Grady Tate episode. Yeah, I would love to do that. Are you kidding me? Yeah. (laughs) There's a lot of cool different stuff we could play that he's on, actually, that a lot of people wouldn't think of. All right. Kind of jazz. This is the last pick. Um, Bob Berg, Blues for Bella. Uh, Why'd you pick this one, Throng? I just felt like, um, just just to cover something a little more on the the jazz side of things, Mm -hmm. Um, this record came out in the early 90s, this Bob Berg record called Enter the Spirit, uh, which has James Genius on bass, Chicks on like half of it, Dave Kokoski's on, I think, the other half. And, and they came through Pittsburgh. Did yeah. you see them at Dizzy's? At Dizzy's. Yeah, I remember. That band came through Dizzy's. I remember that. Wait, yeah. They did two nights. Maybe I did. We were in, we were still in school when that happened. The, yeah. the night I saw him, similar to your Dennis breaking the cymbal stand in half, the night I saw him, he was playing, I think, Greg's like Ludwig. Kid. Yeah, his little kid, yeah. And Dennis, you know, he comes across and he'll like hit the bottom of the symbol and, he, and the ride symbol like a 22 inch ride symbol flew off his stand <laughs> and Genius had to like catch his symbol and like hand it back to him that's incredible but like imagine knocking a 22 inch heavy ride symbol off the stand dude the that's like, serious then it's a strong cat that's man. like a manhole cover coming flying <laughs> yeah. that's amazing and then, then I saw him um, uh, Bruce Hornsby was in the crowd that night watching really sitting behind uh Kakoski watching Kakoski. Oh wow! Oh yeah. wow! That's interesting. Yeah. It's Where short, was that place? It's a short little club called Dizzy's. Dizzy's. It's in the strip. It's over by oh, Primani Brothers. Yeah, kind of. Remember in the strip. Remember? He rented a kit from the second night. He got a kit from Waddell's. Waddell's. That's. But I didn't. That might have been the night you saw him. I didn't. I saw. The I first didn't night. see him either. Okay. But I was at Waddell's the day that he said, "Yeah, Dennis is renting a kit from here or something." Yeah, I remember that. Oh, yeah. Wow. I missed so, that concert. So this track is uh, a tune Chick wrote, and it's just you know here. Yeah. yeah, Dennis Blue Chick, and he sounds nice. Genius is playing? Yeah. Nice. Mm. All right, so it's the beginning of the Blues for Bella by Bob Berg.
Sounds great. And I think a lot of people don't know yeah. he does that. Boy, that's a, that that that. Did you get that off YouTube? That sounds awful. The audio's yeah, terrible. Yeah. But but that, I mean the music's amazing. Yeah, yeah, it's off YouTube. He sounds he sounds great. He's got it's, a little Al Foster. It's a nice there. record, man. Like it's it's <laughs> hearing him play more of a jazz. He sounds great. Kid. Yeah. And I saw him do this live. It was he sounded really good. Yeah, yeah. And the band's the band's strong. Um, yeah. It's nice hearing him play with Chick. It's the only. It's thing a great I, tune too. One thing I have on. I know other than playing together. Yeah, wow. They interesting. may have played the gigs. I'm not sure. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Um, That's definitely a 22 inch K custom medium. Medium. Ride it's exactly what that is. <laughs> wow. Yeah. yeah. Wow. And that's the same symbol he knocked off the stand. <laughs> it's Woo. a big symbol. Yeah. Mm. And um, it was nice seeing him play a four piece kit that I saw him. And of course. It sounded great. I'm man. sure he did. And, and it's weird. Like, <clears throat> I'm not saying he sounds like this guy, but it. It kind of reminds me of that era, like the early '90s, like the way Tame plays. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it, it's not. It's similar. It's not that far off. I mean, they're they're different drummers. I know they love each other's playing yeah, too. Sure. You know, there's a connection f- for sure. I think. Yeah, what and you can it? tell he's heard them. Heard a lot of that music. Absolutely. What was that album? Because it's not on this. Bootleg it's called here. Enter the Spirit okay. by Bob Berg. I gotta check that one out. Yeah, it's a cool record. I gotta check the one out with Steve Kahn. What film was that mm. one? Oh, that live one's called yeah. The Suitcase. The Suitcase. That's right. I gotta check that out too. Oh, yeah, by the man. way, I'm making um, Apple Music playlists of everything that we've done. Oh, great, so man. Oh, great. So sure folks can check it out. That's yeah, wonderful, yeah. man. Whatever's available. Some stuff on Apple. There's no there's no Chicory Electric Band on Apple Music currently. Oh, weird. They took it off. But Interesting. whatever I can find. So there's no yellow jackets on some mm. platforms, I think. Yeah, this the some of the stuff we were talking about is not is not yeah but that's 10 chambers hey man man. great (laughs) thanks guys thank you guys okay that is it for this week's episode this is the end of episode one of season four of the drum candy podcast if you dig the show and if if you haven't already please head over to itunes spotify wherever you're getting this podcast give us a five-star rating and type some words into the review that helps get this show to rank higher when people search for drums or whatever and if you're only listening to this on audio, make sure you head over to the Drum Factor Direct YouTube channel and subscribe there. We put every episode up in video form, plus a bunch of other stuff. And I need more listener beats, so if you want to get back onto the show, I think I have three left to go. So if you want to get your intro beats on the show, shoot them over to drumcandypodcast.gmail.com. You can include audio, or you can also include video. And if you want to do an intro video where you explain what's happening, that would be awesome, too. And what else? Uh, Listener questions. We're going to get back to the the full-scale Drum Candy podcast here. So appreciate you all listening, and I hope you're ready for the rest of Season 4. And we'll see you next week.